0: This is the Taz and Jim podcast.
1: Keep inside, inside, in here, here. How can I? How can I? Focus.
2: There's an international news crew encountered some fighting Russians. Special forces as they uh, were making their way to an airfield outside the capital of Ukraine yesterday uh, to talk about what is going on in Ukraine. We are joined by a member of the Toronto Ukrainian community and past president of Fourth Wave, the International Organization of Ukrainian Communities. Tamila Karpik is on the show. Tamila, good morning.
3: Good morning. Thank- it's not very good, but I in <laughs> yeah. uh, We
2: appreciate you uh, spending some time with us here to kind of give some perspective as to exactly what is going on over there. Uh, why don't we start fr- from a personal standpoint. How are you doing? What has your experience been like the last 24 hours?
3: Well, thank you for having me, first of all. Uh, well, I'm not doing well because uh, my old family is in Ukraine and uh, my brother and my um, nieces and uh the situation is uh, worsening today as you already mentioned uh, the capital of Ukraine uh, Kyiv is uh, under real attack and uh, the mayor of the city Vitali Klitschko just asked uh, everyone to stay at home because the rockets are basically um uh, targeting uh, targeting people and targeting buildings. so uh, they have to be vigilant and people have to have to be at home and many other cities like Kharkiv Sumer uh, already under attack and uh, currently in for example in uh, Sumer region uh, the um, kindergarten was also under attack so Mm. basically they target uh, small children and i uh, I'm watching Ukrainian use sometime uh, English version use are later because by the time they're translated into English, you know. It's- take some time. So, in Ukrainian youth, it's already already saying that uh, a lot of children were were wounded.
2: Yeah, Ukrainian officials, and and just imagine this happening in in this country. You're told by uh, your president, prime minister, your mayor, that you need to stay in your house and not leave because your life will be in danger if you do. But while you're in your home, you should pick up arms and you should start making Molotov cocktails, which is what the people of Kiev have been told over the past day.
3: Well, well probably if uh, if you are a man, but for women and children uh, they advise to stay home because you know it's it's really dangerous uh, because you know it's really you have to know how to handle a uh, weapon right <laughs> if you give me a, a weapon now i wouldn't know what to do with it right if if you want to fight uh, all the total mobilization of men uh, age of uh, 18 to 60 was announced uh, by the president yesterday so young men um, not only young men basically cannot leave the country and uh, the total mobilization is there. So if you are ready to uh, fight, uh, you can just go uh, with your passport to the nearest uh, military um, uh, unit, as uh, uh, police unit, and uh, they're going to provide you with weapons and you can... Uh,
2: yeah. the- I saw the, uh, images of the lineups yesterday of the men getting ready to, to fight for their country. Uh, also, some of the, the videos of... Uh, Fathers saying goodbye to their children and their wives, not knowing if they'll ever see them again. Just heartbreaking stuff. In the best of times, getting out of Ukraine was not an easy thing um, for its citizens. And I'd imagine that uh, people trying to leave the country are encountering some serious difficulties right now as well, Tamila.
3: Uh, of course, uh, first of all, borders are, uh, borders are closed. I mean, the borders with Poland and Slovakia are open, but uh, can you imagine uh, the crowded lines uh, there? And let's say if you live in Kharkiv or Kiev, which is like thousand, thousands of kilometers to the border, uh, first of all, it's dangerous to uh, be on the road in this situation. So, uh, of course, we are grateful uh, to Canada for announcing uh, easier uh, visa regime uh, for Ukrainians, but uh, it it's, uh, sounds nice on paper, but it's not easy on reality because uh, not everyone will get to uh, those safe countries in European Union where you can fly from.
2: Is there there any reason for optimism right now with with your Ukrainian friends and family that you've been speaking with? I I know I was speaking with my brother-in-law, Alex, Mm -hmm. yesterday, and he said there were some small victories for Ukraine in terms of the defensive uh, combat they were able to engage in with the Russians. Is that something that is keeping you guys going or... Uh, is it just tough to get past what the end result of this may be well, there, it's there,
3: there, there is no reason for optimism as of yet uh, there are things that western powers have to do before optimism can be uh, on the horizon first of all uh, to introduce no-fly zone over ukraine Uh, To deliver anti air, anti rocket, and naval defense systems to Ukrainians and uh, to impose uh, real sanctions, full trade embargo on Russia, to impose direct sanctions against Russian oligarchs uh, surrounding Putin and Putin himself, and also ban Russia from SWIFT. These are really uh, real sanctions because those sanctions that they already imposed uh, as we see they are not really uh, working and uh, they are still uh, continuing their fight I think only direct Sanctions against Putin and uh, people surrounding Putin uh, might work to freeze all their assets in the Western banks, to freeze all their accounts in the banks, to freeze all assets of Russian companies here in Canada. This is something that will really work. Otherwise, we will still be uh, encountering uh, and see more casualties in Ukraine.
2: I know uh, across Canada, across Ontario, Toronto, the CN Tower was lit up, London, Ontario, City Hall, Hamilton, uh, flying the Ukrainian flag. Uh, People want to do something on a local level. What would you say to the the listeners out there right now? How can they help? How can they show their support in a meaningful way for the (coughs) Ukrainian community?
3: Well, first of all, we are grateful to all uh, non-Ukrainians <laughs> in uh, Canada who, uh, I, like yesterday, uh, as you mentioned, CN Tower was light up and there were, by the way, um, uh, people from different ethnic groups uh, in the rally, like I saw people like from india from bangladesh from african countries everyone was supporting ukrainians and this is really great this is really a uh, peaceful uh, nation ukraine is peaceful nation nobody wants war uh, but uh, we still have to act. Uh, we still have to uh, ask uh, Canadian government, Canadian Parliament, to impose stricter sanctions on Russian oligarchs. Because it's very nice all these flags, all these demonstrations, but unfortunately, it's, it doesn't change situation on the ground. People are still dying there. People are still uh, in very, in very frightening uh, situation. So if. Uh, Non-K- non-ukrainians can uh, act their members of parliament to uh, to put to talk to nato allies to talk to our uh, other allies in uh, in uh, nato uh, alliance uh, to be stricter on russian then it will be much uh, more helpful than um, demonstrations only
2: Tamila Karpik from the uh, the past president of the International Organization of Ukrainian Communities. Uh, thank you for your time. We will uh, stay in touch, and thank hopefully, you. thank you
3: for having me and for supporting us.
2: Yeah, hopefully we get uh, some better news uh, through the weekend, and, and something happens to change this. Because yeah, our hearts are breaking mm-hmm. for for everybody yeah. in Ukraine and in Canada who has Thank ties you. to Ukraine. Thank you for coming on the show with us. If you want to follow the story as it develops, of course you can check out GlobalNews.ca. I want to see you,
0: peacock, cop, cop, your peacock. It's
2: time for sports with Devin Peacock, our sports guy. Russia invading Ukraine, this could have consequences for Russia, which is a country that really prides themselves in terms of their athletes.
1: Yeah, it's interesting when you think of something as serious as this, people think you're talking sports. Well, yeah, I mean, sports isn't going to end it, but sports is important in this overall conversation. As you say, Russia really values its athletes and its uh, sporting prowess. And so there are meetings on right now uh, to discuss maybe removing Russia from the World Juniors. They're going to be replayed in August. Will they be allowed to participate? That's on the table. It looks like uh, the Champions League final that was scheduled to be in Russia will be moved out of Russia. Could F1 r- move races out of Russia? Uh, there's a lot of questions that I think uh, need to be answered on that. And I would not be surprised to see Russia basically removed and excluded as they should be for, with something like this. It's interesting to see what's going to happen to the Russian athletes. That There's a lot of pressure
0: on Ovechkin to say something about what's happening in Russia. I don't know if he has to. I, do you think do you think an athlete in this situation sh- should speak up? I I don't really know. Is, it puts it, is,
2: him in a very tough situation because Ovechkin's family lives in Russia. The government knows where they live and I'm not yeah. he, he's campaigned for Putin. Yeah, I'm I know not they're saying, tight. I'm not saying he's going to speak out against what is going on, but if he did, there could be dire consequences for his family or any Russian athlete that is playing in North America. So for the media to pressure them into saying something... It's really a no-win situation for any North American uh, uh, athlete that with Russian heritage, wouldn't you say, Dev?
1: Yeah, it, it's a very difficult uh, situation. I mean, here's the interesting thing. I mean, uh, Ovechin's going to be asked, uh, especially because of his past support for Putin. Uh, as it happens right now, the new number one tennis player in the world is a guy by the name of daniel Medvedev. He is Russian. He has spoken out saying he's going to use his staff as the number one tennis player in the world to promote peace. He's not necessarily, uh, you know, uh, trying to criticize anyone in this from his comments, just says he wants peace. So there is a middle road that an athlete can take if they want to do that. But what Ovechkin says on this will be important because of his previous stated support for Putin. And a couple other athletes involved in the conflict,
2: very close to it. Uh, the Klitschko brothers, uh, you remember them, they're they're just beasts in the boxing world back in the day. Mm-hmm. And if you know anything about Ukrainian politics, both brothers have been involved in politics over there. Uh, uh, Vitaly, I believe, is the mayor of Kiev right now, and he says, along with his brother, that they will fight. Against the Russians who come into their country, so there's a little bit of a deterrent.
1: I saw a video of them talking about it, and they look like they are like ready to step into the boxing ring. Out of the like they like, I would not want to run into the Klitschko's uh, just walking down the streets of uh, any city in Ukraine because uh, they look primed and ready to go. So, uh, yeah, I mean they're ready to to take up arms, and I think a lot of Ukrainians are as well.
2: Thanks, Dev. Cuckoo! And we want to give you a Taz and Jim warning about something. If you've got Jim a more. if you've got a work phone or a uh, work computer, you probably already know that your bosses could be monitoring your emails. But apparently, they could be monitoring way more than that, Jim.
0: Yeah, as of right now, there's no laws on the books that can prevent your um, employer from um, tracking your GPS locations via your phone or laptop rifling through the contents of the computers if they own it, and even tapping your work phone without any risk of legal repercussions. So it's not like there's a law that says employers are allowed to do this, but there is no law saying they can't do it because it's technically their property. Yeah, and we when we
2: log on to our computers here, there is a notification, a disclaimer. Disclaimer says there's no right to privacy within this system, within the computers here in the studio. Mm-hmm. And same thing if we took a laptop home. So you know, if you visit a website that gets flagged, your employer would know about that if you're looking at something you shouldn't be
0: looking at online. Sure, like if we look up like t- Tommy and Pam sex tape to talk about the movie, right? If That's it's research it. Yeah, yeah. for the show. Full length, uncensored. This is for <laughs> this bits is for, for the radio. But we
2: know that the employer can see what we're looking for online, and I also knew that uh, that they could see emails coming in and out of our work email. Mm-hmm. But I had no idea it went to the length of tracking your GPS position if you have a work phone.
0: Yeah, it's it's kind of scary. And so the new law that's being proposed would essentially say they could still track you via GPS location to ensure you are where you're supposed to be. Like if you were a union gas guy who was doing who's on call doing runs or something like that. Yeah, they and they suspected you're at the bar. You know, or they, a delivery they, guy. Sure. During work hours. But if it's a Saturday night and you have a crush on your employee, you can't just be like, where are you at? And then like look up her GPS to see if she's at her boyfriend's house or something like that. So they, they are going to put limitations on if they can track the GPS, but perhaps not eliminate it totally. But a lot of people who have a work phone is the only phone they have. Uh-huh. So I can imagine they're they're searching up stuff on that all the time. Including, oh I, boy, I, <laughs>
2: <laughs> incognito aren't, mode. Aren't you glad there was a point where I wished we had work phones?
0: Uh, not anymore. Yeah, there. You know, I can see. Like, I'll give employers the benefit of the doubt. I, I do think if it's their computers and it's at work, work time during the day, they do have a certain right to look. At what you're looking up. But there are instances, like two examples I can think of that I've heard of in the past. A person looking up cancer treatment who hasn't told their boss they have cancer and probably is going to take an extended leave. So they fire them before they can actually oh, take their God, medical leave so they don't have to dirty. pay them. And also if women are looking up pregnancy, pregnancy stuff off. instead of uh, having to pay for them during their mat leave, they, they find out and then they they fire them before they have to do it. Yeah, those are not the examples I was thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> but those are like the serious examples,
2: yeah, you know? Yeah, but uh, those are legitimate concerns. <laughs> sure, sure. Imagine getting laid off right before you tell your boss that you're going to have a baby.
0: Yeah, and you're like, how did they, am I showing? How did they know? But uh, yeah, because they can see what you're typing into Google.
2: Slash is talking uh, talking to a lot of people right now because he's got the new solo album out with uh, Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators. Guess it's not a solo album, that's his band.
0: Yeah, but it's you think Slash, you think Guns N' Roses, anything he does outside of Guns N' Roses is a solo project, it feels like. He he
2: does have a couple things on the go right now, because he's still doing Guns N' Roses shows, which is something we never thought we'd see happen. Uh But uh, Slash was talking to Conan O'Brien. I listen to Conan's podcast. Yeah, it's good. (laughs) And uh, they're talking about the top hat i think when i when i sat down with slash i asked him about the top hat too and he he uh, reiterated that he had no intention of making that his thing <laughs> like, he, he didn't think he'd put on that top hat wear it to a show and then have to wear it for the next 40 years
0: yeah yeah <laughs> it's such a thing that there's a character and guitar hero that wears a top hat only be, it's not slash no it is slash it, is it officially Slash? Yeah, Slash is in Guitar Hero. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was just such a such a guitar iconic thing that now it was just synonymous with guitar playing. No, Slash is in
2: Guitar Hero. Slash is in a couple video games. I think mean, he's a big video game guy. Uh, a couple years ago, I, I interviewed Slash, and he was telling me about how uh, he was. This was before it was released, but he at the time was working on a. A slash version of Angry Birds. <laughs> <laughs> what? It came out. Oh my god! There was a slash was in Angry Birds. Hmm. He's a video game guy. He's a pinball guy, uh, and he's very passionate about when he's connected. He helped design the 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 both Guns and Roses pinball machines that have been released. Hmm. He's very hands on, apparently. <laughs>
0: But he never... That's why they call him Slash, because he's a rock star slash, slash
2: a video game. video guy. game pinball guy.
0: <laughs> the Slashy. He's won many Slashy awards. <laughs> but yeah, he's committed to that hat now, whether he likes it or not. It's funny, because a similar thing happened to a comedian. I know I used to judge these Yuck Yucks amateur comedian things. And like two years ago, the owner of the Yuck Yucks told the comedian that he liked his hat that he was wearing and now that comedian has worn that hat to every single stand up show it's his thing so i guess like it's like just like with rockstar's like you it is great to find a thing a trademark but sometimes one suggestion can last your entire life, and maybe it wasn't the best suggestion.
2: Yeah, so if you're tested out hats to wear on stage, make sure they're practical. <laughs> like the top hat, not the most practical hat. Oh, probably hit so many doors. <laughs> Door tops. Yeah. Slash is lucky he's not six foot three. <laughs> the Foo Fighters new movie, Studio 666, is out in theaters this weekend. Do
1: you guys get this overwhelming sense of death? It
0: doesn't really seem like the right fit. Whoa, it's rad. That
1: was weird. The sound of this house is the sound of Album 10.
0: Dun,
2: dun, dun. (laughs) I love movies with non-actors. Watching people who aren't actors try and act. Makes you respect actors a little more, eh?
0: (laughs) A little more. And Dave is like a very charismatic guy. I feel like he'd be able to pull off the acting. And that's not bad. Well, think of all the
2: great uh, music videos that the Foo Fighters have put out. Very very funny, very comedic
0: when they're on screen. It's different when you have to read
2: lines, though, a little bit. Oh, well. Lionel Richie apparently has a cameo in this. Hmm. You think he's going to be dancing on the ceiling
0: at some point? (laughs) Possessed? Calling somebody from the phone? Oh, what a feeling. (laughs) Yeah. Hello,
2: (laughs) what's your favorite scary movie? Yeah, I hope it's filled with... uh, (laughs) I hope it's filled with cameos. Will Forte, we know, is in there. McGruber himself, love that guy. And this is kind of interesting. The Foo Fighters new movie, comedy horror film, Studio 666, also has a tie-in. With Coors Light, Hmm. they have released a special batch of Coors Light called Almighty Light, and it is described as protection against the kind of malevolent force that possesses Dave Grohl in the movie. Sobriety? It fights sobriety. Coors Almighty Light is the first spiritually enhanced beer developed (laughs) specifically to ward off demons while viewing the Foo Fighters' dangerous new film, Studio Six (laughs) Six Six. I hope all these cans were blessed by like an exorcist priest. This limited batch of beer has been blessed by a non-denominational ordained
0: minister. Non-denominational. So everybody's invited. Everybody's welcome to the party. (laughs) It's kosher. These beers are kosher. Uh,
2: I don't know if they're available in Canada. The... Coors Almighty Light for the the new Foo's movie, but we do know across the Taz and Jim listening area, there are a number of theaters that are going to be showing the Foo Fighters film for a limited time. So See it while you can. Uh, Check the the listings at the theater near you. A week from today... The new Batman movie is going to be in theaters, mm-hmm. and Warner Brothers has given the green light to release reviews for the film early, which is a good sign. Yes, that is a good sign, actually.
0: Because if it's a dud, they usually... <laughs> if it's like the Fantastic Four, you won't find the reviews till the night of the debut. Three weeks after the movie's out of theaters, then the <laughs> reviews come out.
2: But the review's very positive for Robert Pattinson. And the role of Batman in this new movie, right on. Uh, one thing you won't see in the film is smoking.
0: Hmm?
2: Colin Farrell plays the Penguin, in you've seen the trailer, right? Yeah, he's all makeuped up, heavy prosthetics, and he, unrecognizable. You wouldn't know it was him unless you you were told. And he wanted to go all the way with the role. He wanted the Penguin to be smoking a cigar. Warner Brothers wouldn't allow it. Colin fought for it, but
0: the studio said no. This crap, I've seen this. This has been a movie company thing for a while that they're eliminating cigarettes. It's the stupidest thing ever. The penguin smoking is not a problem. He's murdering people! He's the bad guy. He's got a long cigarette with the Cruella de thing going on. It's part of his... It's so dumb. It's such a trivial thing to eliminate. I do
2: understand, I do understand trying to make smoking look
0: not cool. Like if Steve McQueen is hacking darts in a or movie. Or Bruce looks, Willis, John McClane, you know, the, the hero, someone cool. People smoke. People drink. People do drugs. It's a character flaw in people many people. People don't smoke
2: as much as they used to, but I don't think 12-year-old boys are going to start smoking Cuban cigars because they saw the penguin smoke. <laughs> it's
0: <just> so <laughs> trivial. Good God! Or like now, sometimes in older movies, when they d- still allowed smoking, there's no violence in there. But before, they'll be like this: this movie contains cigarettes. It's now a warrant. They used to be like drug use in the 90s. They would yeah. warn you, but now it's this: this movie may contain visuals of cigarettes. Like well, back in the
2: day, that's how I knew if I was gonna watch a movie or not as a teenage boy. Uh, late night city TV, late great movies on city TV. This film may contain. It's is like the list, a yeah, yeah. checklist of whether or not I was going to sit through it. Smoking, eh, whatever, I don't care. <laughs> Contained smoking, whatever. Uh,
0: nudity, I'm in. Yeah, yeah. The two sweetest words of a 12-year-old boy is brief nudity. <laughs> <laughs> Get the VCR ready.
2: Yeah, I didn't even know. They were smoking a cigar. I didn't, even, I didn't see any cigars. Uh, Colin uh, Farrell says, big studios make big decisions around things like the presence of cigarettes in films. I fought vigilantly for a cigar. I even at one stage said... Can I just have it unlit? Let me have it unlit. (sighs) And they were told no.
0: Thank God Michael Jordan no longer plays in the NBA or else those celebrations. We'd have to blur his face out when he has a cigar in his mouth. (laughs) Come on, people. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. I'm
2: still deciding whether or not I'm going to click on this picture. The uh, story from the New York Post, Jim. Mm -hmm. Guy thought he had allergies Turns out he had an extra tooth growing in his nose. Oh, I've seen x-rays of that before. Damn. 38-year-old guy in New York said to the doctor, I'm having a hard time breathing. Couldn't figure it out. So they uh, put a camera up there and discovered a tooth growing inside his nose. Jeez. Uh, An incisor. They could see it poking out of his nasal cavity.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Like, that must hurt. Like, if you, your wisdom teeth came in? You know that feeling, Taz? Or do you know? Like, have you had your wisdom I've teeth? I've had like, them removed. Yeah, but like that feeling of them, like, pushing up through. Like, that must, yeah. the pain must have been there because it's breaking the skin.
2: Should I click on this? I will. I'm gonna. Do I want to see the picture? There's the x-ray, but there's an actual picture of the tooth, too. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Ah, ah, whatever. Okay, this one's like so close and up the nasal cavity, yeah, I can really tell what's up. That's like the,
2: that's a, the scope camera. So it almost just looks like it could be inside his mouth.
0: But yeah, disgusting. It looks like, you ever, uh, you ever uh, seen uh, The Last Waltz? And people always say it looks like Neil Young has drugs up his nose. <laughs> that's that's what this must have looked like—a big white booger inside this guy's nostril. What is going on with Dave?
2: I don't know what's happening here, Doc. I've been trying to pick it and flick it for the past four years, and it just won't come out. It keeps getting tougher. <laughs> I keep going to pick my nose, and my nose bites back. <laughs> It, he got it removed and he's breathing easier now so happy end to that story
0: this is the taz and jim podcast